the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching. The Bible says, and she, or Hannah, was in bitterness of soul. See, We medicate our pain so we never get to this place. Or we go on a shopping spree to to try to cover the pain. Or we call up a girlfriend just as busted and broke up as we are so so we could, you know, feel a little bit of sympathy and and feel like we're not the only ones and and, and all the rest. So, So often we don't get to the place that Hannah got, but she refused to medicate it. She, she, she refused to, to watch, you know, 17 hours on Netflix. She, 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 she refused to do what everybody else or most others would do in her situation. She was brave enough to feel her pain. Jesus on the cross, they offered him some myrrh to deaden and dull what he was going through. He said, no, I'm going to feel what I need to feel. So I can get through this thing on the other side. And he didn't need a crutch. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Nothing wrong with a little bit of television. Nothing wrong with with, with some friends. But there are moments. There are miles in this life. You got to walk it alone. And there's pain you got to feel. Pay attention to what I'm saying. I wish I could say this differently. I wish I could tell you. Give your life to Jesus. You'll never ever have a problem again. But that's just not in the Bible. Paul was beaten, shipwrecked, left for dead, betrayed, hated, talked about, rejected. But at midnight, Paul and Silas worshiped. There is pain in this life. And Hannah was in bitterness of soul. But like I said, instead of putting on the Vaseline, instead of cornrow in her hair, She prayed to the Lord. It's okay to get upset at times. The Bible says, in your anger, sin not. It doesn't say anger is necessarily sin. My Bible said Jesus flipped over some tables. My Bible says that Jesus at times uh, uh, 
The Bible said he groaned in the, in the spirit, but that's polite. He actually got angry. The problem's not getting angry. In fact, if you don't get angry, you're probably out of touch. Anger is it's kind of a secondary emotion. And a, a lot like pain. Pain lets you know something's wrong. I mean, without pain... We would harm ourselves, hurt ourselves. I wouldn't know I broke a bone and I, I, I'd probably keep playing football and, and end up not being able to walk again. Pain is letting us know, hey, something needs attention. And anger can often be a very, very similar thing. It's an indication something has gone awry. Something is out of order. But she was... In bitterness of soul, she was hurting. She, 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 she was in anguish, real pain. In fact, in our brains, the same place physical pain registers is the same area of our brain that, that emotional pain registers. So when Jesus was on that cross, it wasn't just the physical pain. It was the rejection. It was the humiliation, the embarrassment that he took. For each of us. So she, she's in bitterness. But in that bitterness, she took it to the Lord. Not her girlfriend. Not legal marijuana. She took it. I said it to y'all in the... In the, the she took it to the Lord. And she wept in anguish. It was raw. It was real. This was a wet face, quivering lip, snotty nose, guts on the table type prayer. I'm talking about a Jeremiah 29 13 and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart type of prayer i'm not talking about that prayer you pray thinking about what you're going to cook for what you're going to have for dinner when it's over i'm not talking about that type of prayer when you're like i can't wait till this is over but i just got to kind of do my religious duty i'm talking about uh, when you seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with your whole heart, kind of prayer. So then Hannah, see the problem between, though the difference between Panina and Hannah was one prayed, the other didn't. One would take matters in her own hand and provoke and, and frustrate and make fun of. But Hannah was of a different mind. She had a renewed mind. Then Hannah made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, Lord of a multitude, uh, hosts, multitude, armies, this is a barren woman. You need to pray to God. Who, you got, the, the, if you got sickness in your body, you need to know him as a healer. Pay attention to what I'm saying. If you're dealing with depression, you need to know him as your joy. If you're dealing with confusion, you need to know him as your peace. 
So she's dealing with barrenness, but she worships a God of a multiplicity, a God of a multitude, a God that produced all that is, the one that made the ocean stream, that made the jungle full of all the lions, tigers, the bears, and you know, you hear what I'm saying? So, so she had a revelation who her God was, pay attention. And if you don't have a revelation of who your God is, you won't turn to him in that area of your, of your life. And she made a vow, said, oh, Lord of hosts, oh, God, and you, you're the one that created all those, 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 those billions of insects. I mean, there's stuff crawling and creeping that I can't even wrap my head around. You, you are a God of plenty. You're the one that holds, owns a cattle on a thousand hills. All the creatures of the earth are yours. He said, oh, Lord, if you will look. My affliction. She didn't call it something it was. Oh, God, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, she wasn't okay. Of your maidservant, and watch this, and remember me. Am I the only one that's ever felt forgotten? And not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant, she's specific about what she wants, a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord. So she's sincere. She's specific, and now she gets sacrificial. The reason I read the Bible is not just because I'm trying to be a good Christian boy. It's because God doesn't change. And when I need, read these narratives, I'm like, well, if God did that for her, if God did that for him, he's the same God. And I, if I would just do what they did, believe what they do, I can get the same results. But the difference between Hannah and many of our prayers, I'm not talking about you, it's the person next to you, always the person next to you, always, okay, was she prayed sincerely, specifically, But lastly, sacrificially, she made a heart commitment to give something back to the Lord. A lot of us want stuff from God. Give me God. Give me God. Give me God. Give me God. But let there be a Sunday when I preach on talking about giving something back to God. Everybody gets stiff. Everybody gets all tight. It's your neighbor. It's your neighbor. It's not you. It's your neighbor. (laughs) Hannah was willing to give it back. I don't want God to ever give me anything I can't give back to him. If I can't give it back to him, I'm not ready for it. It will become an idol in my life. It will become chief in my life. And it happened as she continued and this teaches a lot about prayer. Sometimes prayer takes a little bit more than, than just two seconds. She continued. She prayed through her pain. She prayed while she was in pain. She continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her her mouth 
verse 13 goes into some description here. Now, Hannah was speaking in her heart. No, you didn't hear me. Sometimes words come out my mouth, but it's not really heart yet. I have discussions with the Lord much of the day, but it's not always a heart to heart. You may tack on on Jesus' name at the end of your prayer, but is it really from the heart? Hannah spoke in her heart. And Jeremiah promises us, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Hannah spoke in her heart and only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. And you will seek me and find me when you Search for me with your whole heart. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Everyone's not always going to understand. Everyone's not always going to get it or get you. But Hannah wasn't praying for other people to say amen. She was praying for the audience of one. And in him, the Bible says, is the amen. You hear what I'm saying? And so be it. So Eli said to her, he's a good priest, but he didn't get it. And every, even good people aren't always going to get it. This is why sometimes we need to pray by ourselves. Because people don't know the whole story. They won't get everything we're saying. That's why Jesus got up early and he go up by himself to pray. Because nobody would often get it. Verse 17, let's do a little, little skipping. Oh, matter of fact, no, 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 let me, 14. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your, 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 your wine away from you. So her, her husband couldn't help her. Her rival provoked her. Now her, her pastor misunderstands her. But God promised, <laughs> if you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. I just, I want to just pause here for just a second. Hannah didn't kirk out on Eli because she didn't get it. I'm going to skip it, but the next couple verses, she answers for herself. Respectfully, patiently, but firmly. And we got to learn to answer for ourselves, not get so quickly offended because everybody doesn't get us. Verse 17. We're, we're almost there. We're, we're going to end at 20. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel, the God of many, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, grant your petition, which you have asked of him. Eli was a spiritually sensitive man. He had some bad boys and they were all messed up. And we, we, we talked about those two scoundrels already. And just because you're a good parent don't mean your children are going to do everything right. Oh, pay attention. I don't know why. Now I'm getting sidetracked. Now I'm getting sidetracked. How many of y'all know Adam wasn't born in a bad neighborhood? Adam had the best spiritual father possible. But he still sinned. 
So if Adam in the perfect environment, perfect man, no curse, no nothing. If that man can sin, I don't care how perfect you try to create the, the environment, parents. Sometimes kids are going to do stuff. All right. Just like you did stuff. Okay. Okay. I feel like I, I think I go back to the text. I think. Just feel like I need to camp out there. Just One of my problems as a young pastor was I was always accepting responsibility for other people's problems. And it almost killed me. Who am I talking to? I don't know who I'm talking to. But let me tell you something, parents. Raise your kids. But once they get to a certain age. It's their choices. Now you showed them the way, but they got to choose the way. And sometimes our children take the hard way. But guide a child in the way he should go. And when he goes old, he, he won't depart. They will come back. They will come back. They will come back. Just do your job. Let them go through their process. And God will bring them back to this. And God will bring them back to this. God will bring them back to this. Since somebody pulled that out of me, that has nothing to do with what I plan to talk about today. All right, we're going to try to finish up. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. The God of Israel grants your petition, which you, you asked of, of him. So, so Eli knew that God heard her, her prayer. I, I, I don't know that God or a prayer has one, just one, just one key. It's more like a combination lock that, 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 that we work until it clicks. I can't explain it. But I, I, I have an issue. I bring it to the Lord. I'm upset. I'm bothered. And, and you know, I, I'm being frank with God and having a, a hot conversation, honest, open and transparent. I'm really pouring it out before the Lord. And, and five minutes, ten minutes, and I'm still having the same conversation, feeling the same way. But, but amazing. I don't know. You know, sometimes it happens in ten minutes, sometimes in a couple days. But then there's a click. Well, I know that I know. God heard and something has been unlocked. But that doesn't always happen in the first 30 seconds. It doesn't always even happen in the first 24 hours. But prayer is like that common. You remember in the lockers, those of you, you I mean, now I think it's all uh, um, digital. But back in the day, you, you, you turn that thing and then you hear that. And prayer is just like that. You pray until you hear the click. And then watch watch what happens. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate. She was crying just a second ago, just a second ago. I mean, snot running out, lips quivering, and just holding. Everything about her changes. Because she got that click in her spirit. Here is my big question to you today. Particularly the religious folk in the room. Do you pray just so you could say you prayed? 
Or do you pray until you hear the click? Do you pray until that shift happens? I'm, I don't know if I can say what I'm saying as much as I want to impart to you what I'm saying. Stop being so religious. Pray in your long and lengthy, accurate prayers. It's not until my prayer time gets messy that I know I'm being honest. Pay attention to what I'm saying. And I'm not praying just so I can say I prayed. I'm too busy for that. I'm praying until on the inside. I know I've heard an amen and so be it till on the inside I hear a click. And it's amazing I could have the problems of this world on my shoulders. And then all of a sudden just a moment in prayer. The sun rises and everything is, and people are like, what happened to him? God. God. All right, 19, we're almost there. Then they arose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. Watch what worship can do. Watch it. And returned and came to the house at, at Ramah. Now Hannah came, came back into the house. She'd just been crying. But she's probably put on makeup on and all the rest. And she's coming to the house singing, all of me loves all of you. Something about all them curves and edges. All them perfect imperfections. So, so, so Hannah comes in the house, snapping a finger and a little sly smile on her face. Like I said, it's my story. I tell her how I want. And Elkanah knew Hannah his life. And the Lord remembered her. Now this is anthropomorphic language. I mean, just like the Bible says, arise, O God. Is God ever not risen? It's like the Bible says, you know, God's arm's not too short to save. Does the Father really have an arm? I don't know. He's a spirit. It's anthropomorphic language, kind of breaking it down in a way that we understand. Elka knew his wife and the Lord what remembered, not that he forgot, but because of what just happened, God was about to take action. Why? Because Hannah was like, God, if you're going to forget anybody, you're not going to forget me. And sometimes you got to go to God in prayer. You may not have healed everybody. Everybody may not get it, but a thousand may fall at my left hand, 10,000 at my right, but it shall not come near me. God, I'm going to get that what you promised me, me and my house, you know, it's going to go a certain way. Oh God, you got to get that attitude in prayer. So it came to pass in the process of time, verse 20, and we're wrapping up. That Hannah conceived and bore a son. And here's my, my, my big point. I've been making it all morning long. Hannah did not receive this child because she was a good Jewish girl. 
She didn't receive this child because she was a good church girl. She got what she wanted because she finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And she brought her burdens to the Lord. Now, I want to say something to you. That you can study it out. You, you can go with Jesus was talking about, you know, the, the publican and, and the Pharisee. I think that's Luke 19-ish, 18-ish, 18, I think. But three-quarters of prayer is the right attitude. You think if I get the words right, he ought to hear. But the right attitude is about three-quarters of prayer. And what I hope you have heard from me throughout this series is attitude. And if you get the right attitude, an attitude of faith, an attitude of boldness, an attitude of humility, an attitude of trust, an attitude of, Lord, I can't, but you can. When you get the right attitude, it's amazing how things begin change. Hannah's circumstances did not change until her attitude and prayer changed. And in your life, there are things that are not going to change until you shift that attitude and you begin to speak to God like he's really your father. That you begin to use Jesus' name like he's really your savior. Like you begin to, to lean into the Holy Spirit like he is really the third person of the Trinity. Some things will not change till you change. And I'm telling you, if you will lean into God, he's a present help in trouble. This has been Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. Access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join the Grace Church family for worship online every Sunday and Wednesday on social media at gracechurchva or on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.